I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there. It's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, and welcome to a very, very long-awaited episode of Nerd Alert. Today, we're talking about uh, there is one thing on everyone's minds, and I'm sure we're the nerds to answer it. The Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer. Have you seen it? And, and what did you think? Uh, and to help me break down the trailer to give you our nerdiest of nerd fan theories uh, and to help me figure out what we're looking at, my right-hand man, the Egon Spangler, to my excited man-child race dance. Ladies and gentlemen, Commander Scott. So... I'm going to apologize up front. I, I didn't I didn't quite realize exactly what we were going to be talking about tonight. So my, my otherwise my nerd fact would have been a little bit more scientific. Um, but something popped in. I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole. I, I don't know if you realize this or not, but here in the what, last week, Scott, though, what just popped in there? <laughs> I couldn't help it. It just popped in there. Um, <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. Thank you. Uh, so. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but the last week or so, there's been this little like friendly competition amongst nations going on over in Japan. You know, they they like to get together every now and then, and you know, just just have some fun with it. Nothing serious, you know. Right. Uh, but but anytime stuff like this is going, on, I, I I always I look at the history of stuff. I look up trivia. I look up things, and and I found something very interesting uh, when it comes to the Olympics. Um, so if I was to ask you, how old? Do you think the oldest Olympic medal winner ha- has been, like in the history of the Olympics? The oldest person to win a medal. Win the medal, yes. At the time they won the medal. Okay. What would you say? Um, thirty-six. Thirty-six. You would be incorrect, sir. Damn. The oldest. Recorded Olympic medal winner was 73. Was crocheting an Olympic sport? You're not far off. He won the silver medal in 1948 Summer Olympics in mixed painting, engravings, and etchings category for his polo players engraving that he submitted to the competition. How do you win a medal for a painting? 
because between 1912 and 1948, the Olympic Games awarded medals in sculpture, music, painting, and architecture. Well, yep. that would have been useful information 45 seconds ago. <laughs> yep. Uh, his name was John, John Copley of Britain. He, he is the oldest Olympic medal winner at 73. Good for him. <laughs> Passed away in 1950. So, two years later. Thanks for bringing us down. Hey, it's what I do. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that, for uh, educating us whether we want to or not, Scott. I appreciate your factoids every week. Oh, wait. I actually have that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll get better at that. We will get better at that. Well, then we're going to move on to the actual topic today. Uh, which I said earlier is ghosts and ghost busting. Uh, unless you're just totally absent from social media, you've probably heard or seen somewhere. Ghostbusters Afterlife, the much awaited third film in the Ghostbusters franchise. And I say that because it is the third film in the Ghostbusters continuity. Ghostbusters Answer the Call or Ghostbusters 2016 or as it's colloquially as the idiots call it, <clears throat> the one, the one with the girls, uh, that exists in its own continuity. So this is the third film in the same continuity as Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two, getting a brand new trailer that just dropped yesterday, and we are here to give you all the nerdiness that comes with our collective eighty years of Ghostbusters fandom. Um. So, Scott, what did you think? It's going to be one of the worst sequels ever. I mean, they didn't bring any of the original people back at all. There's no Patty, uh, no uh, Holtzman. Uh, yeah. yeah, none of it the is, originals are back. It doesn't sync up with the original movie at all, which it no, doesn't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, where'd the girls go? I mean, yeah, and it doesn't answer. This trailer does not answer every question I immediately have about this movie. Therefore, it's a terrible trailer. <laughs> How dare it encourage me to go see the movie to find answers? Oh, well. Finally, after 19 months of watching the same teaser over and over, Ghostbusters fans are treated with a brand new Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer. And I know that you, sir, are an aficionado of the multi-film trailer model of releasing trailers. So how excited were you about the teaser <clears throat> the day before for the new trailer? Goddamn teaser for a damn trailer. <laughs> Control bitch. yourself, sir. Bullshit. Here's it wasn't the, the best 10 seconds of cinema in your life, that one shot of the car driving down a road? Here's the teaser for the trailer we're going to show you tomorrow. <laughs> well, damn it, why didn't I get a teaser yesterday for the teaser today? Someone in a ghost core is slacking. I uh, don't know, but seriously, what did you think of the new trailer now that we finally have some new stuff to look at? Well, I've only watched it once. Um, and you call yourself a fan. 
Eh, I'm a fan. You haven't watched it 48 times plus the director commentary, which first of all, I love that we're getting director commentary on a trailer. And I mean that unironically. <laughs> I love that we're getting... J- I will listen to Jason Reitman talk about making this movie all fucking day. Every time I hear him talk about stuff, I'm like, tell me more. Tell me more. Sorry, well, I'll get into that later. But yeah, sorry, your thoughts. Sorry. Well, all, all I know is uh, after I got done watching it, I'm like, oh... This is this see this is this is the sequel we were wanting when we got answer the call. <laughs> yeah. Um not that I dislike answer the call. I do like that movie, but you know, Ghostbusters fans and this is the, it's it's the same mistake that um Star Wars made and that is you can't reboot a franchise after this many years or this type of a beloved franchise after this many years and and not give us not answer the questions of what happened to our characters that that's 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 the first first and foremost in the fans and when you get when you when you try to reboot with a sequel after all these years hey we're finally getting more ghostbusters but we're not going to give you anything no we're not going to show you anything about the other characters it, it, just just pretend they're not there just we're just no then people get upset um but no i i liked it uh the the stuff I'm trying to remember if so that shot of uh, Ecto coming around the, the 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 corner there where they're chasing I guess it's Muncher. Yes. Um, the ghost of Egon? No, I'm joking. Yeah, I, I saw that. I've seen that. Movie. We'll get to dumb fan theories later. Um, and of course you can clearly see the RC trap, which is a kick-ass idea, by the way. The uh, RTV. Yeah. Um, you see it. You know, coming it comes around the corner ahead of Ecto, and I'm trying to remember if in the old trailer when we saw that shot, if the RTV was there or not. I don't think I it don't, was. I don't think it was either. Um, in uh, Jason Reitman's commentary for the trailer, and I'm not kidding, if you've only watched the trailer, go watch his commentary on the trailer. That's it's it. amazing. It's like 15 minutes long, but it's amazing. Uh, no, he talks about th- that whole um, ghost-busting car chase sequence took the entirety of the shoot to finish filming and they were still doing post work on the entire movie when that first trailer came out, which is why there's a couple other small discrepancies like the, the shot when you see the, the kids are looking down into the, the um, grain elevator and yeah. the, the light shoots out in the first trailer we got 19 months ago. It's, it's a green spectral trail light thing. The color has been changed in this. And I don't know if, if that was a decision after the fact to change the color or if it just, that was a temp thing and we hadn't finished the effect yet. Uh, but there are some differences, uh, slight things like that. So, uh, yeah, I don't think the RTV was in that shot at that point. Well, so, obviously, this is just me spitballing off the one time I've seen it. Obviously, Muncher, the Muncher ghost, is the ghost that's probably in that trap that she finds. And she lets loose, or somebody lets loose, and they have to go, they're, they're trying to catch it again. Um, and I, I've seen... Which, which begs the question, because I've seen the, the fan, the, the internet theory of, oh, it's the ghost of Egon. That's Egon as a ghost, which is dumb as shit. Um, yes, it is. But, but it also begs the question, if it was, then who hid the trap? Uh, a lot of uh, fan theories around that trap, what's in it, why is it hidden, where it is, things like that. Um, and they're all really fun to go into, I won't lie. Um <laughs> Uh, on uh, I watched the so yes have some podcast uh, to plug a different podcast we're not related to uh, they did a whole like two and a half hour trailer breakdown thing with like six people and 
if you're not a hardcore Ghostbuster nerd, it's going to be two and a half hours of boredom. But if you are uh, a total ghost head, uh, I'm taking that term back. Uh, if you are a total Ghostbuster nerd and you saw the trailer and were immediately like, I need to talk to someone about this who is excited as I am. It's a great way to sort of vent some of that pent up energy because it is two and a half hours with six people who are giant Ghostbuster nerds, just nerd spitballing ideas about it. But one of the things that uh, they brought up on that was, uh, and I forget which person, cause I forget all the hosts names. I'm sorry. I'm a bad fan. Uh, but one of them brought up that we know there's some kind of underground lab where all the, the there, there's a bunch of gear and stuff down there, but this one trap isn't in that lab it's in a hidden compartment under the floor you have to solve a puzzle to get out you don't do that if it is not deliberate so whatever's in that trap if if egon hit it knew he needed to access it at some point or needed a way to get at it but needed a security measure where no you know not just anybody could get at it um and and so I don't think I don't think I don't think Muncher's in the trap. I don't think Egon's ghost is in that trap. The one thing I heard that kind of makes sense, and it spoils some things later in the trailer, uh, if we can spoil a trailer we're about to talk more about. Um, I think what's in that trap might be the spectral form of the terror dog. Well, I mean, this this trailer of course shows us a, a terror dog. We, we see it, so we know that. And we get also, multiple forms of a terror dog in one trailer. I have to go back and watch it again. See, this is this is why you have me. I watched it 48 times in a row, <laughs> and then the director commentary. So throughout the trailer, we see, and, and, and this includes the first teaser as well, we see the standard, uh, what I'll call original recipe, I'll still Jason Reitman's uh, term. We see the original recipe terror dog, which is the physical form of the dog. It's chasing uh, Paul Rudd through Walmart. Um, we also, it's on the the hood of his car. We see there's this, there's, when we get to the Gozer temple, there are statues of a different version of the terror dog. Uh, they're standing upright. It looks like some kind of cross between, uh, like a, a were terror dog. It's like part human, part terror dog. Uh, there is a toy release that, uh, in the new wave, you know, the build a figure is what they're calling the sentinel terror dog which is that it's an upright standing terror dog with slightly different horns uh and then we have the uh there's a shot very quickly of the spectral form the it's a, it's clearly a terror dog but it's just like mist kind of form that may or may not be sucked into or let out of a trap i haven't like f- freeze framed that image to look at it enough but I, we're seeing three at least maybe three stages of terror dog yeah. in this movie which is really cool that again it it's the fact that we're getting another Ghostbusters movie at all is is fantastic. But the fact that it's a movie that goes this nerdy into like what's the life cycle of a terror dog? I love that we're getting that nerdy <laughs> from a freaking trailer. Well, um, if it is a life cycle, but yeah, I, um, so there we're definitely getting, and I don't know if that's all one terror dog going through different stages or taking different forms or what, but we're definitely getting multiple forms of terror dog. Well, um, so. Also, another thing that I noticed uh, stood out to me was, you know, all the spectral energy coming up out of whatever that, you know, gateway pit to hell thing is, was very reminiscent in uh, graphics of the containment unit breach. Yeah, and we get a shot a little, a little later in the trailer of the, the purple 
spectral trails flying out of uh, the, the, I guess it's the mine. Um, yeah. And they, again, uh, in Jason Reitman's um, commentary track, he talks about they literally went back and sourced the original 70 millimeter film print to get those spectral trails spot on. So, so far, my favorite thing that I have seen come out of all this was that one Ghostbusters day that they, they did, you know, out at Ghost Corps. And somebody, you know, filmed it and and put it up on YouTube and stuff after after the fact. And it was it was J- it was Jason Reitman with his his dad, and they were showing like previously unseen footage. Yeah, that they had found in the archive, and it was the scene, uh, one of the alternate takes in the mayor's office when, you know, Egon says stuff like, "If we if we wanted to make you know if, if we wanted neurochemicals or stuff, we'd just make our own or whatever the the hell it was, whatever that line was." I'd look it up again. Yeah. And after they get done with the scene, Jason turns to his dad and is like, how does that not make it into the movie? How does that get cut? That's funny as shit. You cut that? <laughs> so, yeah, that was, yes. Yeah, seeing Jason and his dad working together is, is just cool as hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to. I know I have. I, I, when I get excited, I talk a lot, and I don't want to dominate the conversation because I want to know what you thought of the trailer. Uh, any other standout moments uh, for you, or, or things you were like, "Huh," or things you were like, "Grr, no, bad," or whatever? You know, I know those are your only two reactions, Scott. So. I didn't see anything in the trailer that 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 I cringed away from. Um, okay. uh, I, I'm. I, I don't know. I I just. I really hope that the. Uh, the the little the little marshmallow minions are just like for a scene or two. I'm really hoping they're not like a mainstay thing. Oh man, we got to get that baby Yoda money. Uh, the the whole sequel is going to be about them. They're getting a spinoff cartoon. Uh, they get their own ride at Universal. <laughs> but I mean, you know the 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 trap on the RC the RTV. Uh, I want to build one of those now. Um, yes, yes, I want you to. Um. You know, I loved it. Uh, the whole thing of you know, the the fact that uh, he gets the you know the the ecto up and running and goes on a joyride through the field. We get to see a little bit more of that. Um, uh-huh. The fact that that uh, Jason Reitman actually merged the original. I, I love the fact that he merged the elements from the 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 Kenner the the the, the, the toy ecto into the real life ecto now. Oh yeah, with the the gun seat on the roof of the toy car. Yeah, uh, yeah. of course it comes out of the side door, but it's fine. I love it. I love the fact that you know the the side door has been converted into a suicide door, specifically for that. Yeah, that whole thing. That was cool. Yes, it was very much so. Uh, no, I loved everything in this trailer. Um, It's it's hard for me to 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 boil it all down and, and be quick and concise, but just I love. And I'll, I'll say this: my general takeaway is, and there there are <clears throat> there are so many great moments in this trailer and so many great things that piqued my interest, and I, I absolutely cannot wait for this movie. I mean, this movie had my money as soon as I said it was happening. I'm an easy get for a Ghostbusters movie, but uh, this feels different, and and. I don't know how to put it into words and I'm not comparing it to other movies. I'm not going to sit here and bash on the Paul Feig movie like some people do, but there's so many 
we live in a world uh we live in a world uh there's so many reboots and sequels and, and any remotely recognizable ip gets revamped and pushed out into you know literally uh last weekend me and whitney sit and binge the first five episodes of the new masters of the universe show because there's a new masters of the universe cartoon in 2021 that's a follow-up to the, the original cartoon series because that's the world we live in right this project feels different and not just because I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan because we we got that. And this is what kills me about this movie is, is we shouldn't be getting this movie. We are so unbelievably lucky to be getting this movie at all. We had our Ghostbusters reboot shot. We had our big budget Ghostbusters reboot in 2016 with a $150 million budget and all the marketing you can throw at a movie and all the hype and all the internet buzz and hatred and all that. And it, it, it did not meet expectations i'll just say that we shouldn't be getting five years or you know it's supposed to be four years later another shot at this so that in and of itself makes this whole project feel really really special to me as a holy shit we're getting another shot okay but what makes this feel feel special and unique and scott you've already touched on this a bit but it's the fact that it's coming from jason reitman specifically jason reitman is and I'll go ahead and give him credit for this. He's the original Ghostbusters fan because he knew about Ghostbusters before anybody, any, any other kid in the country, he knew because he was on set. Uh, I will I will crown him the original, the OG ghost head or whatever he wants to call himself. It's someone who genuinely loves this franchise as much as the fans do. I would say in ways more than any fan does because there is an immediate personal connection with him to these films. Well, and I see films because he's connected to both of them. Uh, and I think that is every bit of this trailer is dripping with love and appreciation for the originals and not in a way of like throwing references at us and repeating lines of dialogue and throwing iconography, which it does. It does all that. But it just it feels like and I'll use it a really corny term. It feels like this is baked with love. It's not just throw the you know regurgitate the things they liked when they were kids and get their money from them like it feels like this exists because of someone's love for this franchise and well, someone's desire to see it continue well he he genuinely wanted to tell a story yes yeah he, he didn't just say let's just make a ghostbusters movie and 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 get all the nostalgia money and he's like hey there's a story here let's tell that story and um um crap i forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> sorry i do that i get long-winded um, I was like, I, was gonna, I had something on the tip of my tongue. You were, you were talking, about, and I completely. Oh, uh, you were talking about him being the. Uh, uh, the oh, OG, the OG Ghost yeah. fan, yeah. And because because not only was he there and he he was on set, but he was young enough when he was on set and stuff that in the interim between one and two, he he played with the toys. Yeah, and he watched the cartoon, and and so he has all that he can bring back into the the film. I did like seeing Annie Potts in the trailer. Oh my God! I had to pause, man. As soon as she popped up, like, I, and I, I put this on Instagram, but like, as soon as I queued up the trailer when I woke up uh, on Tuesday, I was like, I know me, especially right now. I'm in a very tender, emotional place right now. I know I am going to cry at this trailer. I did not expect to cry at this trailer like 15 seconds in, <laughs> as soon as any pot showed up. I had to pause the trailer and give myself a moment. I was like, okay, get your shit together, John okay continue yeah but it, it, her her exchange 
in that when she's talking to what I believe is Egon's daughter, that she yes. says, your dad. Um, I don't know if she's the mom. And that's what, I, again, what I love about this trailer, and again, something else the Yes Have Some podcast pointed out on their big shindig uh, the other night, is there's a lot of people said this trailer showed too much. There's too, it's too much. I know everything now. No, no, you really don't. Go back and rewatch it. No, you're making yes, a lot of assumptions. Yeah, we see Annie Potts talking to, I think the character's name is Connie, and yeah. we assume that's Egon's daughter. Uh, we know that's Egon's. That's pretty much confirmed. We know that's Egon's daughter, but we have no idea who the mother is. The exchange could very easily be mother talking to daughter. Yeah, or it, it could also not. it could also be someone who who and I think this is probably more likely uh, someone who knows this this character Connie knows the character because she's still close to Egon. Uh, so she says, and I forget the exact line, but it says something about um, should I should phrase it. Uh, he, he wasn't much of a homemaker. He couldn't keep the power on. You get the sense she still has a personal connection to Egon, but is it a personal connection as? Yeah. Did did they actually get together? And I think I'm leaning towards probably not. I'm leaning towards because of the way Egon is. I mean, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I get that. And I, I lean toward I, I lean toward no as well. But obviously Egon did have something with somebody because he has a kid unless he cloned her. Um <laughs> <laughs> Which knowing Egon is a possibility. That's what's in the basement. That's um, what's in the basement. Is gonna we're gonna find her maturation chamber. Uh, and uh, but I figured it out. Snoke is Egon. There you go, guys. You heard it here first. <laughs> but the the thing is, if she didn't get together with Egon, then why is she out here at the house? Because obviously she wouldn't have moved out. It, it's it's entirely yes. possible she no. came out when Egon passed. Let yeah. me let me expose it. I think I have an answer, and and I, this could be totally wrong, but this feels right to me. <clears throat> so, one of the big questions going into the release of this trailer and, and coming out of the first uh, trailer is: we know Ghostbusters one is fully in canon. We're going to reference that. And we're going to talk about that. But is Ghostbusters two still considered canon, or is this like the new Halloween films where we do the the first movie happened and then we ignore everything else? That was one of the big questions. And I think we have a definitive answer. Oh, excuse me. Uh, because of the last shot of the trailer, Ghostbusters 2 is absolutely canon. That, and don't forget, the director, Jason Reitman, has a cameo in Ghostbusters 2. Why would he decanonize his own cameo? Just think about that, guys. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> I think Ghostbusters 2 is absolutely canon. And what happens with Janine in Ghostbusters 2? <clears throat> She's gotten over at Egon, moved on to Lewis. So if that is all canon, which I firmly believe it is all canon, we already know Janine and Egon didn't get together, or at least maybe yeah. they tried and it didn't quite work. And I think if you look at Egon as a character, I think what we're seeing here, maybe they tried, but Egon is very much definitely autistic to a certain degree. High-functioning autism, but he's <laughs> the kind of guy who gets completely lost and focused on what he's doing in the moment and forgets everything around him. That makes it very hard to have personal relationships. So I think what we're seeing here is Janine is one of the last close friends, the closest thing to family Egon maybe has, uh, whether he doesn't know about his daughter or he found out about her late or whatever. Janine is the executor of his will, and she's there to pass the house that he left to the daughter. And I think that's her capacity here. She's sort of a bridge between Connie, who who 
I don't know if she did know or didn't know. And again, this is what I'm saying. When people say, oh, we already know everything. No, we don't. There's so much we don't know. Oh, yeah. No, no. Uh, no. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, we, we hardly know anything, actually. The only thing we know for certain is, okay, so here, here's here's what we know. So actually, hang yes. on. Wait, before, before I get okay. into this, I have a question. Um, yes. Are we recording? Yep. Oh, wait. So this is the show. Um, This is going to be part of a show. Okay. Because like, <laughs> there was no intro. We just started talking. I didn't know what was going on. Okay. No, anyway. I'm just going to record shit all weekend and I'll cut it together in some kind of Frankenstein way and make a show out it's, of it. Because you kept talking like you're on the show. I'm like, is he talking to me or are we recording? But <laughs> I'm just um, always on, baby. I always talk like I'm on a show. So, um, but, so here's what we know. Here's things that we know. Um, we know that the mine has some sort of connection to the Shandor family. Because one of the trailers shows Shandor Mine. Yes, we knew that. We know, we know in that mine is a temple to Gozer. Specifically the form of Gozer we see in Ghostbusters before it's given a new form as Stay Puff. Yeah. Um, we know there's a terror dog in the movie. Is it Vince Clortho or... Um... <laughs> yeah, the other one. Zoo. Thank you, Zool. You're welcome. Um, is it is it is it evil? Is is it Vince or is it Zool? We don't actually know because we don't know if there's more than one terror dog. Uh, we know there's there's different forms of terror dogs. Is it like you said the life cycle or are they different? Just different types? We don't know. Um, uh, we we know that um, Janine is in the film. What she's there in what capacity? We don't know. We just know she's there. Uh, the one shot we have of her talking to Connie, could it be mother talking to daughter? Yeah. Could it be close family friend talking to, you know, daughter of close family friend? Yeah. Um, yeah, it plays either way. Yeah, it does. And uh, obviously we know that uh, Egon's granddaughter, at least this is, in in my opinion, it'd be probably still an assumption, but it feels right, uh, is probably has the same high functioning intelligence and and very focused minded a lot of egon's personality is in that character yeah i think that's i think you're 100 percent spot on and, and and that's that's as confirmed as it's going to get without watching the movie yeah um and uh so yeah we don't actually know a lot we're, we're making a lot of assumptions uh i i really really love the end that end shot in the trailer uh with uh, raise a cult which, yeah, according to Jason Reitman, uh, they recreated the entire set from Ghostbusters 2. And this is a quote, down to the smell. I'm not sure how you do that, but <laughs> he was there. He would know. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, you know, I, that part made me giggle when we went to raise a cult. Um, I did giggle a bit at that one. Uh, there's the line in the trailer. And I don't know if it's, I don't know who... I don't know if it's if it's uh, Janine that's saying it now in hindsight because 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 it's just like a voiceover. The character's not on screen when the line is heard. Uh-huh. Um, it says Egon moved out here for a reason. I believe so, the voice we're hearing is, that voice is um, um, McKenna Grace, whose character name I've forgotten now. Well, um, the the granddaughter. Uh, oh, okay. it's when she, it's when she starts looking at videos on YouTube to uh, uh, learn more about them. Yeah. Well, um, so 
my feeling is that after the events of Ghostbusters 2 and personally after the events of the IDW comic, because I'm not decanonizing my, my IDW comic in my head, it's still there. Uh, I, I, know, I think, I, well, I think IDW was canon to itself. I think it's its own. It is. Timeline. It's, okay. it, it, it is its own timeline. You, you are absolutely correct. It's part of the Ghostbusters multiverse, but it is its own universe. Um, but at some point, of course, they, 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 and technically, we don't even know if they actually went out of business again, or if Egon and Ray just kind of left to do it, and Peter is still doing some kind of a franchise thing. I don't I think have theories because fans were bored and went through screenshots. <laughs> well, anyway, but look, there may but, or may not be, if you look close enough on a computer screen, a 2019 tax form for Ghostbusters LLC. There may or may not be. I don't know. Maybe uh, it could be. I don't know. Well, um, uh, crap, I lost my train of thought again. Sorry. Um, we don't know uh, if Ghostbusters is in business or not. Yeah, well, um, so, but no, uh, so, so my big feeling is that Egon found out, or Egon kept researching the, the cult of Shandor, which I really hope we actually get a quote unquote cult of Shandor on screen, because I consider the video game canon. Um, once again, that's just me, though. Um, can tilt's not, baby. Well, and uh, but he kept researching it because he he felt like that was too easy, or you know, this is a a, a a demigod that has visited our plane on multiple occasions throughout history, and he found like another spot that uh, the cult of Shandor had created specifically to try and bring either it was done before the central park west building or it was done after but it was another attempt because they were trying to do it while they were alive you know, and, uh, doing a thing and and he moved there basically to keep it from happening but once he passed whatever he was actively doing stopped because nobody knew what he was actively doing he had nobody to take over and that's why they're starting to get seismic activity now, and things are starting to build to a crescendo. I like that. I like that. Uh, that's something I haven't heard yet. So no, I like that. Uh, I, I think, and this is purely me. This is this is based on what I've seen. This is how I would do it because the town was definitely founded by Shandor. Um, if you look at random buildings in the background, there's that cult of Gozer, like. Um, triangular crest with the gene in the middle that looks kind of like the um um oh shit not knights templar the, no, the, the, the freemasons um, yeah, yeah yeah thank you thank you looks like the freemason symbol kind of that's on buildings all over town i think what we're seeing this town was definitely started by uh, by shandor his his cult was there i think what we see with that temple is their first attempt to summon gozer that didn't succeed and based on that, they built the building in New York. But they built it, you know, Ray talks about uh, cores of uh, pure selenium and, you know, yeah. techniques you don't see. That all came from the mine. That's why the mine is there, is to, to mine those elements to, to build. It didn't work here. This wasn't big enough. We have to go bigger. We build the building to try that. I think for this movie, at least this is my hope, with a cold open of the cult trying to summon Gozer unsuccessfully. And I think that there's a shot uh, in the trailer where it very much looks like the Gozer we know climbing out of that pit. I don't 
think that's the end of the movie like everyone assumes it is i think that's the opening of the movie is they tried to summon gozer they almost got it to work and then it didn't that was the form the cult chose for gozer which is why in ghostbusters in 84 that's the form she shows up in. that's the last form she had in, in this realm until they chose another one and i think what's in that trap and this is the, is the terror dog thing that the cult needs to complete this ritual that Egon has somehow. Uh, that's why it's stored in that uh, in that uh, uh, puzzle box. Thing is he knows he might be need to get at it again later, but he wants to keep it out of the wrong hands. <clears throat> and I definitely think it's going to be Paul Rudd who accidentally lets it out, which is why it's chasing after him when we see him holding the trap all the time, and the track trap is starting to. It looks like a road a bit. It, it, it's like you know, we, we see shots of him holding it and there's energy coming out of it when he's not opening it. So I think the trap is degrading. Um, and I think that's what's going to kick things in motion is this one missing piece. And, and again, fits in what you said. That's what Egon was doing. He was he was keeping the pieces off the board. Now the pieces back on the board and things get rolling again. I think that's that, that's my stupid fan that, theory is that's I don't think. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. When, because, I mean, you know, the fact that this trap wasn't in his workshop with everything else, it was hidden in a, a secret compartment, only unlockable by a puzzle if somebody's, you know, actively looking for it or just has, stumbles upon it and really those puzzles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something in that trap that is very important. Uh, and, and I do agree. It's probably not Muncher, but... Um, but yeah, something's gonna happen because because we got the you know the the shot in the other the, the earlier trailer, you know where Paul Rudd's like oh cool replica you know of the of the ghost mm-hmm. trap, and um, so yeah I, and of course we know ghost traps aren't a hundred percent because they they shake and they do their thing and uh and but, yeah they're never designed to, they were never designed to be a permanent containment unit exactly. that's why we have a containment unit. Yeah, yeah, that's my theory. I, I, cause just because Reitman, Jason Reitman has been so close to the vest with plot elements of this movie. Uh, and he even says so in his, his commentary stuff. You know, I've, I've, he's, he's been really, really firm about keeping plot elements and the story itself a secret. I don't think he's going to spill all that in one trailer. I don't think he lets a shot mm-hmm. of Gozer rising from the pit. If that's our third act, our big act three moment is Gozer climbing out of the pit. Reitman's not putting that in the teaser trailer. No, no, so he's not. The fact that the fact that it's there, either it's not really Gozer, it's not what we think it is, or it doesn't happen when we think it happens. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Um, also, I I do firmly believe that Egon will show up in the movie. I, he. I, in some form, he absolutely will. Yes. Yes, and and uh, it's going to happen at the 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 culmination of the third act, right at the big last fight, whatever the big last fight is. Uh, he's you know Egon's going to show back up with the guys one last time. I would love for that to happen. Part of me thinks it's probably not. There's an actor who's been hired. I forgot to look up his name. Yeah. Um, but he looks dead up. Uh, like Harold Ramis at that age. I yeah. don't know his, his, I don't think his, he has a specified, I don't think he has, you look him up on IMDb for this movie, he, I don't think he has a role listed. I don't know if he's supposed to be, 
if they got him in to be a stand-in to dub Harold Ramis onto as a ghost somewhere in the third act, or if we're going to see earlier, like, you know, younger Egon getting to the house flashbacks. There's this one shot in the trailer where we see someone pulling a PKA meter out of a drawer. Uh, if you pause it and look at it, it's it's not... Um, Grace. Yeah, thank you. It's not her. It's definitely a guy wearing what looks distinctly like a blue lab coat. Everyone's, oh, is that Bill Murray? No, I don't think it's Bill Murray. Maybe it's Ray, but blue lab coat and PKE meter, what does that say to you? That's Egon. Egon, yeah. yeah. Now, is that a flashback to when Egon first got to the farmhouse? Is that what this actor could be cast as? Uh, where we can just make him up to look a bit more like Harold? Because again, Jason is very, very much a do it practical unless you can't kind of yeah. guy. I don't think he's going to do a CGI. We're not going to pull a Tarkin with Harold Ramis in this movie. I don't think unless no. absolutely necessary. No, so no. I, I well, think that's why we cast a, an actor who looks uncannily like the Harold Ramis and we can fudge it a bit or maybe we don't have a full on face shot of him. Um, well, I, I don't know. Now, personally, um, I would be fine if they did a Tarkin with, with Harold Ramis, Egon, or some flashback scenes. I wouldn't want him like all the way through the movie, obviously. And he's not. We know that. But and and I know there's probably some people who uh, would be against this. I am not. But I would love like you know the the last battle when the gate is open and we're trying to close it and 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 put everything back and and we got you know spirit realm crossing with real realm and 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 spiritual energy everywhere. If the ghost of Egon did come back like I said, to suit up with the guys one last time, even in spectral form. I would love to see that. I will lose my shit if that happens, Scott. And I mean that in the best way possible. Not like anger, flip a table, lose, but like, for so many reasons, would we'll lose my shit if that really happens. Uh, and, and you know, you might have sold me on that idea because I was sort of like, I don't want to see bad CGI fake Harold Ramis, but maybe I do. Damn it, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just I see this well, shot the, in my head of everything going on, you know, and the guys are trying to 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 because you know the guys show back up and it's obvious they're gonna suit up again in in in, in Act Three if nothing else, but probably Act yeah. Three. We already have the toys, so we know it's yeah. happening. And yeah, exactly. No and, toy has ever exaggerated or <laughs> lied about the events of a movie. <laughs> Sorry, disclaimer. But. but so, you know, you got the guys suiting up because they're like, yeah, we've dealt with this before. We we know what to do. The gate has to be closed. We know how to do it. Because keep in mind, you cross the streams to reverse the particle flow through the gate. And Egon in the first movie says there's a very slim chance we'll survive it. A slim chance. So if you have to do it again, the odds of you surviving it a second time are nil. So if the guys suit up to cross the streams, to close the gate and right there when they're, they're trying to get it, then you have, you know, Egon like coalesce next to them and, and oh. do something to, 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 you know, but they're all four right there. Oh, Scott. But oh. even, but, but I wouldn't put it past uh, uh, Jason Reitman to kill him off, to have them not survive the, the, the save this time. Or, what if we're trying to close the doors and Ghost of Egon shows up to push it closed from the other side? Something. Yeah. And, and, and as the door is finally closing, looks to Ray 
or or maybe oh oh god what if they do die mm-hmm. friggin' on camera and there to greet them is ghost of egon and he just picks ray up and says welcome to the other side ray cut to black or told you i'd say on the other side something you know but wow. um but no, I, I would like to, I would like to have Egon there like during the fight, not just right. as the, the like a greeter, but you know. Okay. So I, just, I have that shot in my head of the guys lined up again, and then during either right before they cross the streams or while the streams are crossed, you know, and they, they don't think it's going to work, and then the ghost of Egon literally coalesces beside them to add whatever he's going to add to the to the to the scene. Why don't people hire you to write stuff, Scott? Your 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 Force Awakens ending was a million times better too. Damn it. Um, so the, the speaking of Egon being a presence in the movie, uh, I just want to gush about how much I love your ending now. And damn it, Scott, if that isn't the ending now, I'm gonna be <laughs> damn it. Uh, so there is a, what I'm calling Lampgate 2021. <laughs> There's a shot in the trailer. Uh, and apparently there's one in the other, the, the first trailer. I need to go back and look for again. Um, we see Connie, uh, Egon's daughter, looking. She's in a dark room. There's a lamp over her shoulder. And the lamp raises up to sort of put a spotlight on something. And she looks towards where the lamp is pointing. Based on that, and apparently a shot from the the other trailer that I missed of another moving lamp, there is a theory Egon's ghost is inside the house and it is not so subtly, subtly leading them to what they need. That wouldn't be a bad idea if, if, if Egon, cause okay. So here, here's the thing. So there's, there's two things that were, that, that's not being talked about and we're not talking about them here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with Egon on this one. Egon is a very smart man. Yes. who has been studying the paranormal and ghosts practically since 1984. Well, I, would, I would argue before that, but yes. Well, uh, practically since 1984. Oh, okay. Before 1984, it was theoretical. 1984, oh, okay. when they made contact and, and all of his theories started to become fact, and he actually had specimens to study. He had data to pull from. It's where he so, made the leap from paleontologist to real scientist? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes um, for two people. Sorry. <laughs> um, so if Egon is out here in this place attempting to keep the pieces off the board necessary for Gozer's return, mm-hmm. do you really think he would let something like his own mortality stand in his way? Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm mixed on that. I like the idea of him being in the house. I don't know if the like him moving lampshades. I don't know what I do. Cause <laughs> Well, what I hear when people bring that up, and again, this is based just on a trailer. This might not be true at all, but like what I don't want is like every shitty haunted house, like ghost dad movie, uh, where like the possessed is trying to tell because there's a way to do it subtly and not make it as goofy as fuck. Um, that would explain those symmetrical book stackings we see in the house. I'm just saying, <laughs> well, and I, I'm not trying to say like he's a you know a ghost, but I mean. He would have, I, I could see it, that he would have uh, taken measures or done something to make his transition be beneficial 
and not something that they would have to, that would have to be quote unquote busted later. And there's still a theory that I kind of subscribe to in, in, in before the trailers, when we just heard sort of a nugget of what the story was, I thought was really true is um, we don't know the cause of Egon's death. If he really is dead, there is an episode of the cartoon show where he gets into an old diving suit and jumps in the containment unit. Yeah, yeah. Are we? And I'm not. I'm not saying we're doing that in the movie. But is there a version of that where some experiment went wrong and we think he's dead, but he's not? He just transitioned. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he's out of phase or something. I don't know. We don't know what he's up to in his weird underground lab. So uh, I don't know. Maybe Eon's in the trap. Like, like not as his ghost. He died, but like, well, no, no, that wouldn't make sense because he wouldn't hide it anyway. Never mind. Screw it. Forget I just said that. Um, <laughs> It's the fun of thinking out loud on on uh, on the show. It's fine. Uh, the other thing that's not really being talked about is obviously Callie. Callie is that her name? The daughter. Um, uh, Connie. I think. Connie. Uh, obviously, Connie and Egon didn't have a close relationship because uh, of the yeah, line yeah. that we get, where you know she says, you know, your your dad wasn't much of a of, of a homemaker. You know, he 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 could barely keep the the stuff running. Or whatever. So obviously they were somewhat estranged, uh, and and they lived in different places. She didn't know much about her dad. So at some point, that story arc has to have a payoff. She has to have some sort of a moment with her dad. That's another reason why I think yeah. the ghost of Egon will be in the movie because they have to have a moment. You're a thousand percent correct, and uh, you are right. It's Callie, not Connie. My bad. I've been saying it wrong the whole episode. I'm sorry. Ah. Callie, not Connie. My bad. Thank you, Scott. Important safety tip. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so no, but yeah, that's that's the obvious payoff. Um, and and something else that was brought up. Um, I think one of our members, we were having a bit of a, a dialogue on the, the Western Kentucky Ghostbusters uh, members page about, you know, ideas for the trailer. And someone pointed out uh, the timeline doesn't add up here because the actress playing Callie, not Connie, uh, is 40 something. And the, the timeline, you know, if, if, if him and Janine had her somewhere but, you know, after 89 or between 84 and 89, that doesn't quite add up. Uh, which granted now I wrote that off as just shut up, dude. Actors play different. It doesn't matter. They're within the ballpark. It's fine. But maybe Callie <clears throat> is uh, the result of a relationship Egon had maybe in college. Yeah. Before but, he even but, met Janine. Yeah. And, and he and the mother never got together. They just where either they dated, it was a one-night stand, something, and then the mother went off and did her own thing, and Egon may not have even, well, he had to, probably would have had to have known at some point he had a daughter, unless he didn't, and he made a, a Janine the executor of his will, and Janine's the one that found her. Yeah. Or it could be, that, you know, with the, the attention of the events in the first two films, suddenly the, the mom reached out to him, and he didn't know he had a daughter. The reason we never heard about the daughter before now is because he didn't know in the first two films he had a daughter. That could be it too. Yeah. Questions we don't know. That's 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 what what got us in this whole spiral is is you know yes there's a lot of cool images and you know seeing that Gozerian temple in the the mine, God that looked awesome. That is total. Somebody called it uh, Ghostbuster video game fan art level uh, amazingness. And yes, it is like that is the thing that only 
a super nerdy Ghostbuster fan would come up with. And I love that we're seeing that. I love that we're getting into the lore of Ghostbusters um, about, you know, Gozer, Gozer and uh, the, the, um, oh, what are they supposed to, the cult has a name. I forget what it's called. Um, not Sumerians. I always just, whatever. Cult of Shandor. That's Shandorians. Sorry. The Shandorians. Um, Cause there's a, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Shandorians to me just sounds like a a Vegas uh, nightclub act. Yeah, I don't like the name either. But there's a uh, if you and again, this is the level of the nerdiness of my breakdown for this trailer. Uh, if you go through and and I didn't do this other, I, I'm not trying to spit this off as I noticed it, but like other people have pointed out, um, when you see the kids watching clips on YouTube. If you pause and look at the, because you know when you look at YouTube, you've got the video you're watching, and then on the side you've got the here's what's you know related videos. Some of the titles of those related videos are Adam Savage from MythBusters explaining how a proton pack works, and um, Ghostbusters where are they now? And one is, <laughs> I love this because uh, it would absolutely happen in real life. Um, Top ten reasons, or or knows are Shandorians secretly controlling the government? <laughs> and it's one of those videos where like it shows the the um, Central Park West building after the uh, um, uh, Dana's apartment's been blown out, and there's a big red uh, arrow with a circle pointing to something on the on the thumbnail, like total absolute YouTube clickbait video. Um, but yeah, so I, I think we're supposed to call them Shandorians, but I'm I'm not because it sounds dumb. Once again, sounds like a, a Vegas nightclub act to me. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, now now there is something else that I would really like to see in this movie. Um, after all is said and done, and I want to see it for two reasons: because a, I, I want more of this content. B, I love the idea of the Ghostbusters multiverse. And that, that there's multiple, you know, real Ghostbusters, extreme Ghostbusters, IDW, Answer the Call, all of it's, it's in its own different version of the mm-hmm. time. But I want a post-credit scene. And I want a post-credit scene with the girls. I will never say never, but I put that as highly doubtful. So do I, but I want it for multiple reasons, because I would love to see a second movie. To, to to their characters I liked their characters um, we do have the their end credit scene where Patty is listening to the to the, the recording of something and she asks about Gozer so there was a little bit of a tie in there um, and, and personally I don't think Gozer would be a multiverse Gozer I think Gozer would be a single entity amongst all timelines that's just me the, well, the, yeah that's the span the different yeah, Sorry, from that credit, that that post credit scene to answer the call, that that always seemed like the the tie in, the way to try to tie those in together is, um, because we again we know from the first movie when when Gozer shows up in a new dimension, you have to choose a form in that dimension for the destructor. So it makes sense that this is an entity that moves from timeline to timeline or reality to reality, whatever you want to call it. Um, that would be the way to to bridge the gap between the two is is to do it through Gozer. Um, it's simply based on, I, I, and again, I'm not bashing the movie. I'm simply saying that movie did not do the numbers. Sony wanted it to, it got all kinds of backlash and bad publicity, uh, for multiple reasons. 
um it was it was it was a hot mess and i think we are attempting to kind of distance ourselves from that uh with this project and to get back to for whatever flaws you want to say answer the call has i think its biggest flaw from the beginning from the concept was this isn't what the fans want to see exactly and and if you reverse the order of these two movies it might have been a whole different outcome Yes. What we wanted to see is this movie. We want to see what's up with the guys, the Ghostbusters we know and have grown up with, what's going on with them now. If yeah. Afterlife had come out first and gave us a, a satisfying answer to that question and left, you know, passed the torch to another group, well, and then we got to answer the call, I think you would see a lot less backlash. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and if this movie had come out first and this movie set, set up, the multiverse idea that we could have multiple different, you know, versions of Ghostbusters and then we get answer the call. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It would have not gotten near the hate that it that it would have or that it did. But um but yeah, I, I want to see it just because I want I would love to see another one in that. Uh and I know how much it would piss people off. <laughs> I'd love to see yeah. people piss off. <laughs> uh that being said, I just want to put this disclaimer out there to the world, whoever's listening. It's okay to talk about a Ghostbusters project and not bring up Answer the Call. I realize I'm saying that after we just talked about Answer the Call, but <laughs> it's okay to talk about Ghostbusters and not give me some kind of weird disclaimer of whether or not you liked or didn't like Answer the Call. I don't care. Unless we're talking about Answer the Call, you don't have to bring it up. It's okay. You can just talk Ghostbusters and not bring up Answer the Call, whether you loved it or hated it. I don't care. I don't care. It's fine. We can just talk about Ghostbusters and be nerds talking about Ghostbusters. Uh, just way too many people feeling the need to like declare their love or hatred for Answer the Call before they talk about Afterlife, which has fucking nothing to do with that. <clears throat> Sorry, rant over. Um, but uh, this trailer looks fantastic. Um, the one thing I want. And I'm fairly confident we will get it. But the one thing and I've told it to some people beforehand, if this movie gives me a shot, a scene of the guys suited up with the proton packs, even if it's only like a two minute scene in the whole movie, worth every penny it cost. That's all I want. If it gives me that, I'm happy. And based on Hasbro's action figure photos, I think I'm getting that. And so when Egon does show up and joins the guys for one last hurrah. I'm going to need like four boxes of Kleenex to get through this movie. <laughs> Twelve if Scott's scene happens. Um, no, and that's another thing I've... I've I, I'm telling you, dude, I fell down such a friggin' rabbit hole of Ghostbuster stuff uh, as soon as this trailer hit. Um, I, I'm not proud to admit it, but I watched quite a few reaction videos, even though I hate reaction videos because <laughs> I think they're dumb and pointless. Uh, I watched like a dozen of them yesterday, including uh, some of the cast put up reaction photos, which is fun to see. Um, the amount of people who are tearing up over this trailer, uh, I think that speaks volumes of of this is what this is all fans really wanted from the get go. Uh, and we I don't think we were asking for that much. It's just we want to know what happened to the characters we love and have 
yep. for 30 plus years, Ghostbusters has been Ray and Peter and Winston and Egon and Janine. That's well, all we wanted. Just give us those characters. Tell us what's happened. We don't care if they're passing a torch to another group of Ghostbusters. That's fine. We understand the world we live in. They're all pushing 80. We get it. We're fine with that. But give us the characters. And don't fucking last Jedi this shit. Where you turn them into a shell of what they used to be. Uh, Give us the characters that we know and love. Doing the things we know and love. One last time. While panning the torch off. And I'll, I'll, I'll make the Chris's happy. I'll bring some wrestling shit in. There's a tradition in the world of professional wrestling. When you go out as a wrestler. When you retire. When you hang up the belt. When you're leaving. You go out putting the other guy. You're the champion. You're retiring. You help push the, over, the new guy. The young buck coming up taking your spot. You help push them over. To, uh, and you hand the belt off to them. That's all we wanted out of this movie or out of any any Ghostbusters 3. That's all we wanted. Show us the guys again. Give us one last ride with these characters we love and let them go out putting the next guys over. And it looks like, if nothing else, this movie is attempting to do that. Well, yeah, and and that's what, like like you said, that's, what's, that, that's what Star Wars failed to do was all this time between the other two, and I don't want to get off on a rant of Star Wars, but we just, Luke, Han, and Leia. We wanted Luke Han and Leia back together again. We wanted to know what happened. We wanted to see them being Luke Han and Leia. We wanted one goddamn shot of the three of them together. Yeah. Well, one in three movies, one shot. Well, and also we wanted to see Luke actually being a damn Jedi, actually being a badass Jedi, which we didn't get until Mando season two. Thank you, Mando. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you're right, dude. You're you're 110. percent I'm I'm with you. Um, now I'm very excited for this movie. I mean, I already was. It doesn't surprise anybody. Uh, but this trailer looks great. It hit all the right buttons. It it like I said, it, it teased a lot of cool stuff. But I think we still have no real idea of what the full story is. Um, so uh, good and, trailer, guys. One thing that needs that this movie. Another thing this movie needs to do. I don't know if it will, but it needs to do it. Okay. Um, this movie needs to give some redemption to Winston. The man needs to come into the movie before Act Two. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's something else that a lot of fans have been speculating on. Is is there seems to be a prevalent thing, idea that all three guys are just going to show up at the same time in Act Three. Uh, one person spitballed. Oh yeah, they're all going to show up in the one A, uh, and just get out and, and fully suited up and like, hey, we're here to you know Deus Ex Machina this shit. Um, I think they're all going to come in at different points in the story when it logistically organically makes sense for that person to come into the story. Um, what that end would be for Winston, I don't quite know because I don't really know the story for this. Um, I mean the the. The one little tidbit we've gotten, and this could just be creative editing. Uh, this could just be for the sake of the trailer. But we see McKenna Grace watching the Ghostbusters trailer with the phone number on it. The next shot we see after that is someone calling Raise the Cult Books. And we yeah, get that great shot at the end of Yeah. Um, so 
it's obvious again from what it appears in this trailer and it could just be creative editing but it, it looks like they're trying to reach out to the ghostbusters to get help at some point in this movie they're, they're reaching out for answers for help whatever um Maybe they failed to get through to Ray, and we okay. What's we got any other number to call? Actually, uh, go ahead. Actually, personally, you know what it could be too. That whole scene of him, you know, picking up the phone, we're closed. So, barring any kind of a, a red herring that they're throwing into the trailer by by giving us a, a line or something that's not actually in the movie, because there's won't be the first time that there's been stuff in a trailer that's not in the movie. But yeah. Let's assume let's assume it is in the movie. Um, you know, it could be. Egon, quote unquote, passing away, whether it's real or not, um, you know, and Janine getting notified as his, you know, in his will. And then Janine, this could be the beginning of the movie and Janine trying to call the guys to let them know that Egon's passed. Yeah. And there's a. You're absolutely 110 percent correct. Um, That could totally be it. And there's 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 also nothing to say that that line of dialogue that we're close is even in that scene. Yeah. We don't see anyone speaking in that scene. They could that could be dialogue from a scene, you know, an hour later or a half hour earlier from any point in that movie that we just dubbed in over this one scene. We don't know. Um trailers Pers- can get tricky that way. So personally I think that scene of your know, raise a cult I think that's gonna be the probably probably the opening scene in the movie. I, I think it's somebody calling Ray to let him know that Egon has passed. Be a solemn way to end the movie, but not end that, yeah. or we're getting a well. Sorry to begin the movie. Sorry, solemn way to begin the movie, or we're getting some giant exposition dump flashback at some point in the movie, and it's Something. there. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yep. Sony didn't pay us to come up with the story idea, so we don't know. Yeah, and 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 literally, there's there's given the information, like. I, I tell you what, given the information in all of the trailers, the two trailers and the on and the teasers and everything, mm-hmm. you could write 15, 20 different stories that would oh, fit yeah. all of these scenes. Oh, definitely. So yeah, I I don't know. And and, and just so you know, I, I I want you to know that once again, you know, our discussion on, on things like this, you, you've made me get on eBay and, and buy something. What'd and, you buy? Oh, I really, really wanted did you, the, 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 huh? Did you spend a hundred bucks on four action figures? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't really get it. Only an idiot would do that. <clears throat> <laughs> Are you trying to tell us something? No, it's fine. I didn't, I didn't jump on eBay and immediately buy the action figures to only then find out that they're, just now coming out in the stores, and they are much cheaper than what I spent on them. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Didn't do that at all. No, no, no. I, I only spent like four dollars. <laughs> you did a lot better than me, sir. Because <laughs> because all this talk about it really, really. Because I'm like, I really, really like, and I want that teaser poster of the uh, the Ecto in the field. Yeah. See, I'm. I'm watching like three of them on eBay. I want the actual double sided theatrical one though. But I also know we're going to be getting a full-on poster at some point, probably very soon, an actual poster. Yeah, I'm kind of well, hesitant because I I don't I want to see the other poster and then make my decision. Well, but but keep in mind, like I said, I don't I don't get into action figures or the pops or anything. I I get into the vehicles and the gear. Like all of my Star Trek stuff is starships. 
when it comes to Ghostbusters, it's, you know, uh, it, I, I have models of the Ecto. Mm-hmm. I really like the Ecto. And just that shot of it tearing through that field is just a really good shot of the Ecto. Which apparently you'll appreciate this. You're a car guy. Um, that Ecto has a Corvette engine in it. Like the the the, the, the one they used in the movie or like the in, actual in, car the actual, you see doing that stuff in the movie. Now, I don't know about in universe, probably not in universe, but yeah. the practical onset car. Uh, again, you go watch that commentary. Um, well, I, was Jason curious, well, I was curious about that because. The caddy graveyard. Well, no, I, it, it's just you know, I if you took a 1959 uh, Miller Meteor Cadillac service vehicle stock and actually mm-hmm. got it running, I don't think it's going to have the horsepower to tear through that field the way, the way it does in that movie. I, I could be wrong. I don't know a lot about engines, but I, I don't know. It just just seems like that's a lot of vehicle to to move like that. Well, I'll tell you what my best friend Jason Reitman told me, because <clears throat> um, we're best friends now. Uh, they completely, and, and this won't come as a surprise to you. That's a completely rebuilt Ecto yeah. with a Corvette engine, because uh, he talks about you know that that iconic scene in the first movie where you first see the Ecto and it comes tearing out of the firehouse. Um, but to get the Ecto moving at that speed for the movie. It's a camera trick. They undercranked the camera to make it look like it's moving faster. And what? for Jason, yep, yeah, for Jason Reitman, that wasn't good enough. So they souped it up and put a Corvette engine in a '59 Caddy. So when you see that Ecto doing donuts in uh, barley fields, it's barley, um, and tearing around corners around town and, and, and like drifting around corners, there's no camera tricks. It did that. Apparently, at the end of the shoot, you could smell the uh, barley toasting on the grill of the car. And that's another thing uh, from listening to him talk is, you know, he, want, he wanted it to be anything that could be done practical, do it practical, because he wanted the feel of the original movie. Uh, he, he, the term he always uses is original recipe. Um, so like that, the shot where you see the uh zombie ghost of a miner sitting at the coffee house yeah that's a practical onset puppet wow all right you, you know i know we live in a, in a world where we can do amazing things with digital and cgi and everything but there is something to be said about using those old school practical uh techniques it just it just creates a whole different feel for a movie like it I guarantee you, if if you look, I mean, you look at the 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 cinematography and everything for this movie versus Afterlife, which used all CGI stuff. It's just it's going to be night and day. You mean after the call or answer the (laughs) after the call? Answer the call. (laughs) Yes, after the call and answer the life. That's that's the two movies we get going. Ghostbusters Answer Life coming to theaters this November. Answer <laughs> uh. Life, what do you want? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but right. yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. And that's one thing I love about you know uh, 1984 Ghostbusters is those effects still hold up. Yeah, and that's again, and, and 
as soon as he talked about wanting to do stuff practically, it's like that. It makes so much sense for. First of all, this movie does not have a hundred fifty million dollar budget, <clears throat> and practical is is still in most cases cheaper than doing CGI because good CGI costs money. Um, so practically, it makes sense to do things practically. Get it? Uh, but also, if you want to invoke the feel of a movie made in nineteen eighty three. Because that's when they shot Ghostbusters. You don't break out all the cool new effects you can do nowadays to recreate the feel of an effect made 35 years ago. Now, if you're doing something new, go all out. But if you want, say if you want the terror dog to look like the terror dog from the the original Ghostbuster movie, don't go all full CGI in it. We're going to know it's CGI. Because audiences are smart enough. We've been watching CGI in movies for 30 years now. We we know what CGI looks like. Give us a real puppet. And especially with what you can do with modern techniques and modern materials. You can make that puppet look fantastic. <coughs> That's how you connect the feel of a movie made now with one made 30-some years ago. Is using the same techniques they did to accomplish the same thing. That's why Yoda looks fucking weird in the prequels because it's CGI Yoda. It's not a puppet. Well, I, I like the, the 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 fixed Yoda uh, versus <laughs> the original theatrical release Yoda. Yeah, wow. he didn't look like Yoda. Yeah, I like the puppet better. But uh, I, I mean, I don't I don't mind it, but. Yeah, I mean, you're you're trying to connect it, and, and this is one thing that I love with with Jason Reitman. You know, I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he has to accomplish. He he, he knows what marks he has to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and and personally, from what I've seen from all the trailers and everything, from what I've seen of him talking with the this you know the, the interviews with him and his dad, this movie because this movie not only is a is, is a love letter to the fans and the franchise and everything this this is a love letter to his dad yeah he's not, he's not gonna screw it up partly because his dad was there the entire time <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love the story he tells uh uh you know it was it was great but also unnerving having his dad on the set during some of the shooting uh they were filming some scene doing some shot um and he he was not standing where he usually does to for the filming he called cut and then came back around to the video assist to check the shot and as he's walking up his dad just says you got it yeah and he just stopped up uh, okay okay it's like hey, there's no other we... director that could do that but it, okay <laughs> yeah and says we got it i trust him let's do it um Personally, now now I, I'm gonna delve into something here that I, I want to see. So first of all, when this thing does Blu-ray DVD release, Blu-ray release, because I don't think it'll be a DVD release at all, but Blu-ray yeah, release. Well. When 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 it releases, you know, I want I want a lot of special uh, special features. I want uh, behind the scenes featurettes. I want deleted scenes. I want the whole nine. But I really really want to see. Uh, some behind-the-scenes featurettes because I want to see him working with with the guys. I want to see him working with Bill Murray and and Dan Aykroyd and uh, uh, Ernie Hudson. You know, 
please, please go Lord of the Rings extended cut four disc fold out special features version on this movie. Please give me 12 hours of bonus features for a movie that's only two hours long. Please. I will pay whatever you ask me to. I would love it. Um, I love that stuff in general, but go ahead, Ty. No, that's fine. Go ahead. I I love all the behind the scenes making of stuff. That that's you know one of the one of my favorite parts of you know the whole DVD Blu-ray revolution is is you know getting more of a peek back behind the curtain of how the movie got made. But a movie that I love, I want that ten times as much. I mean, <clears throat> I have watched I don't know how many documentaries about the making of the alien franchise and aliens specifically. I have a giant ass book all about the making of aliens. I have like three all about the making of ghostbusters. I eat this shit up. Um, so in general, I, I'm always complaining about the, the, the bonus features on the, 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 the released suck because they don't go in depth enough, but this movie, especially I want to know everything. Um, see, so I'm, yeah. I'm going to be disappointed. I know, but, See now, now here's here's an opportunity. Okay, so this movie does have an opportunity. I don't know if we'll see it or not, but but it would be. I, this is just me spitballing. It's shit popping into my head here. It would be so awesome because because we know the kids suit up at one point. Yes, because we see them wearing some of the old jumpsuits and stuff, right? Uh, there's be- a there's a shot that was released in Empire that shows them in the car with the flight suits, and then again, thanks Hasbro, uh, we're getting them all in flight suits as action figures. So exactly. So it would be so cool if, if, if like, you know, the uh, I, I don't know what the character's name. Uh, uh, I think his name is Finn in Stranger Things. The, the, yes, the, that the, is the, his the name. Finn, <laughs> Finn Stranger Things. Yep. Finn Trevor. 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 Is the name. Okay. Which I assume, once again, I'm assuming. Uh, actually, it's not really an assumption because I, I think he, he talks about, you know, uh, Callie as his mom as well. So it's 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 Phoebe's mechanic race's older brother. Um, yes. But. You know, if if you know they they suit up and they're they're they, they the first time they encounter a ghost or something, and of course you know he's probably scared shitless because it's a ghost. And everything. If we pan down to the tube, <laughs> 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 we actually see liquid flowing through the tube. <laughs> I wanted to see that tube get used. Confirmed at last. <laughs> um, if the Toys are any indication. Uh, the, the toys all have the leg tube holder, but no actual leg tube. Like, well, but but a leg tube on an action figure that's that's meant to be played with is kind of hard to do. So no, these are the, the expensive adult collectible shit. Oh, they're not well, toys; they're adult collectibles. Yeah, I, I I think we'll see the original outfits with the tube holder, but yeah, I don't think we're gonna see any tubes connected to these. But that would be, an, wouldn't that be an awesome shot to actually get that on screen? You know, we he, he finally he comes face to face with the ghost, and he's trembling, and we pan down to the tube. <laughs> Scott, that would make so many nerds simultaneously happy and furious at the same time. Yes, it would. And just like Kevin Smith, I would love to make nerds and pissed off at me. <laughs> well. <laughs> And that's the other landmine you kind of run into with a project like this, uh, with the Phantom. And I haven't heard, uh, I mean, yeah, I've heard some negative stuff about this trailer in, in the film in general. 
Um, but for the most part, people seem genuinely excited and happy for this. But uh, where you run into trouble with a fan base like the Ghostbusters for this project, and I'm going to call this the Star Trek canon issue, uh, only because you explained this to me about Star Trek fans a while ago on a road trip to somewhere, but it applies here. For so long, certain questions have never really been answered about Ghostbusters, like what the fuck is the leg tube for? Yeah. Um, that you can point to different examples. Uh, I think in, in the introduction to a book somewhere, uh, Dan Aykroyd flat out says, nope, it's for incontinence. Um, yeah. But you can dismiss that and say, oh, whatever. But the fandom has come to collectively decide, here's what it's for. This is what we say it's for. And there are some people who don't like that. Um, so whatever stance, and I'm, you know, the light tubes might not be the best example, but um, we'll go Janine and Egon. They end up together and had multiple kids. It's going to piss off fans because for years, fans have shipped them together and they've made their own headcanon about what it is. And that headcanon to some degree or, or not has been accepted as just, okay, that's how it is with the fans. Mm-hmm. Now, 30 years later, we're getting a definitive in-universe canon answer, and that might not be what the fans decided was canon. Well, so now actually, you're going to have what her fans. Yeah, and and, and yeah, it, it, I, calling it the Star Trek phenomenon is 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 very apropos, because uh, when you have an absence in a, in, a, in a franchise for as long as we have, you know, uh, fans fill in their own gaps. And once those gaps have been filled in for many, many years, they don't like it when the official people come back and, and come up with their own thing, which is different. They get pissed off. And when it comes to Ghostbusters, I'll give you a really good example. Um, uh, I had this this argument with uh, uh, with with one of our our teammates once about the quote unquote tripod traps from Ghostbusters Two because uh, one of the arguments, and I'm going to go back to Afterlife on this. One of the one of the arguments that was made, you know, uh, about the way Afterlife treated some of the ghost stuff is that, you know, because there's a lot of stuff we see them of shooting them and then dissipating the the, the the entity without actually trapping it in, in Afterlife. And um, they said, you know, and, and and the argument was made that, you know, in the original, we, everything was trapped. There was no, the, the, this never happened. And, and I, barring the argument and everything, but I, I, I brought up the, the, the montage scene in the, uh, I, I don't know if it's a glass figurine store or a jewelry store or something in Ghostbusters 2. I believe it's you know, a jewelry store. Yeah, because you have all this stuff levitating and then you have the the uh, the, the pods set up and, and they activate it and it countermands the field and it dissipates the energy and everything falls. There's no trapping in that. Mm-hmm. And the person I was having this argument with goes, no, 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 they, it was trapped. I was like, no, it wasn't. You know, blah, blah, blah. He goes, hello, they're called tripod traps. I'm like, yeah, they're called tripod traps by us, the fans. That's not canon. I think the first time I ever heard of the term tripod trap was on the Maddie Collector action figure. And I forget which one that came with that as an accessory. Yeah. But I believe in one of the books that has come out, it's also referred to as like, uh, uh, it, 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 it has like spectral, uh, shit, uh, spectral dampeners or something. It, it actually talks about it, it. Trap is not used in the work. Okay. The, the whole, tra- the whole trap thing. 
as far as I know, we were calling the tripod traps before uh, anything official, you know, and even even before toys. Yeah, and the only reason then I think they ever got called traps is because they have the black and yellow caution striping that yep. the traps have. Yep, and that, that that's it. That's that's the that's the only reason we call them traps. We don't have anything else to call them. So oh, look, as as someone who has built their own version of this prop, Scott, I will bow to your knowledge. Well, mine was just a, a, a caution tape. I need to get those. I need to fix those. They they got broke uh, in one of the previous cons, but um, genius idea though, too. By the way. Thank you. Um, so, but yeah, it was, uh, but yeah, the, the whole thing of fans fill in their own canon and then they get pissed when official sources contradict that head canon. Because once, once head canon sets in for, hell, 20 some years, it's hard to shake. You, you have to just shift your, your, your whole line of thinking. Yep. So. But yeah, no, the Star Trek fans did it with uh, with the hiatus between uh, the original series ending and uh, uh, the uh, next generation kind of kind of starting out. There was a, there was a lot of headcanon that got uh, got changed, and, and fans weren't happy. Fair enough. Not happy at all. No. <laughs> <clears throat> well. Anything else to get off your chest about the trailer or the film in general? Uh, I think it's fair to say we're both really excited for it. And we're excited to see if Scott's uh, ideas are seen to fruition or if we're way off. Um, Well, so far, um, my track record for predicting these things, uh, I think I'm uh, I think I'm batting like two. (laughs) <laughs> all right then uh well we'll find out in november um but i think this trailer has definitely done its job everyone's talking about ghostbusters um fans are going through it frame by frame dissecting it looking for clues myself included um and that merch is about to start hitting shelves and yeah, i i i am really really hopeful that with the reduced budget, um, with the storyline that fans really wanted to see, with the the fact that this project is being headed by someone who has a real, genuine, deep, personal love for the Ghostbusters franchise, I think it's in good hands. I think we're in a good place. Hopefully it all pays off uh, in November, and this isn't just a one-off last hurrah. This is the beginning of a whole new phase of Ghostbusters stuff. Um, because Ghost Corps needs something to do, man. They do. Um, personally, I, I don't know. I know there was rumors about a, a new animated series that was going to be its own self-contained thing. Well, uh, that flat out that was announced back in like 2016, and then never heard about it again. Yeah, and then nothing happened, and yeah. and I think that's something that needs to needs to happen. I mean, you know, um. I'm sorry, but Disney Plus has pretty much shown with both Rebels and the Bad Batch that, yeah, there's a place animated in in your franchise. You, you can have it. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Why Ghost Why Ghost Corps hasn't moved forward with that? I don't know because even in 2020, I mean, yeah, that I think is one of the problems with with Sony is they're like, well, we want to do this movie and see how it goes first, 
before we commit any money to anything else. I'm like, yeah, that's cool and all. And then I guess it hedges your bets, but also you've got nothing for like three years. You, you, you kind of got to get content out to get content out. You got to have stuff in development and to do that. You kind of got to have stuff in development at the same time. So, yeah. It's somebody doesn't like to operate that way. So. Well, I was trying to end on a positive note, but Scott's refusing to let me. So, <laughs> no, um, I love to see the Ghostbusters cartoon. Like I said, I, 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 I love the fact that we're getting another shot at doing a third Ghostbusters movie. I love that it's in. I, I feel like it's in the right hands, and I think this is going to be much more in line with what fans have been waiting for since 1989. Um, so I'm very excited, very hopeful going forward, and we'll find out in November. Yeah, everything that I have seen back in 2014, 2015, when it was announced that Sony had greenlit a Ghostbusters movie, this is the movie that we wanted. Yeah. Again, I'll go. This is the movie we wanted since credits rolled in 1989. You know, this exact movie, but another Ghostbusters movie, I guess. So, looking at that, if, if, so if Ghostbusters uh, 2 had actually, you know, done well enough or, or whatever, actually, it did, did well. Uh, the, the whole problem was the, 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 the contractual agreement that, that hindered production for so long, which that's a discussion for another time. But um, had we gotten another movie? You know, in 1991, 1992, whatever, um, it would have been much different than what we're getting now. That is very true. Much different. That is very true. That is a topic for another episode, which I would love to get into with, but not today. Uh, this, we're going to cut it off here. Uh, thank you for listening to our Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, wait, that's not right. Ghostbusters, what do we call it? After, Ghostbusters After Call. <laughs> Ghostbusters last call. Thank you for listening <laughs> to this. Um, tell us what you think about the trailer, and we will see you on the other side.